Hello there, Shwilk Lords. I'm just here to tell you my new song, Dry Spell, is out now wherever you're streaming music. Go check that out at the end of this episode. You can listen to the song in its entirety, so stay tuned for that and don't touch the dial. This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith. Love comes to those who believe it, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Schweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's going on, everyone? Uh, coming back to you from the Ransom video chamber, which you also, I, I describe it, but I don't think you understand. Maybe I could post a picture. Maybe if I point for a couple seconds, I can see in editing to make it quicker. The, uh, the what I'm actually using for a temporary setup right now. Looks like I make ransom videos in that shit, don't I? Uh, I think I'm, we're getting close to... I'm getting close to be able to have, like, a studio back, and I actually think the nice thing about flooding is, in uh, how bad the flooding was, is that I can now uh, redecorate it and make it a little bit more, you know, uh, efficient, a little bit better of a setup, you know, Maybe a little bit better quality. So it's always it's always good when you your podcast's quality always gets better, you know. And it's it's just like you know, and then you get to look back on the uh, 
the olden days when your podcast looked. We started this podcast. I was using like a because I didn't I didn't know about you know I needed a I needed a camera. I wanted a dedicated camera, so I got like a camcorder. And if you look at like the beginning episodes, probably under like the first fifty episodes of Cancel Shoes, you'll see that's the camera I was using. It like didn't look bad, but it looked. Grain. It looked. I don't know how to describe it. it looked grainy, and there, it just seemed like color-wise. Maybe I just need to learn how to color videos. But now I use an iPhone, and I think the iPhone is a it's a better source for the video. But if anyone has like a good, you know, a good camera recommendation, that's not just like absurd. You know, I actually have a lot of things on the list. And I don't know if camera's one of them. I need to. When I there's stuff stuff with the setup. I I need to get an Amazon wish list set up to. Uh, for y'all, in case you want to, you know, in case you want to, I remember when ministry was like, you, thank you for giving, uh, today. I want to, I need to start treating this, this show as like a telethon and shit like that. I'll get into the telethon bit, you know, and I have to promote shit, but, uh, no, I'm, so I'm cleaning up the, the area, the, the studio is in, uh, the one you usually see cancel shoes in, which is also a green screen too. So it's not like anything different. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I realized something is that, like, when I bend over to try to pick things up, like, when I'm down there for too long, like, if I'm bending over for too long or whatever, like, just, like, my stomach hurts or stuff like that, I feel uncomfortable. And really the worst part is, like, my body's, my body will just sweat regardless of anything. It's like, oh, it looks like he's putting in uh, some work. And so, therefore, let's start sweating like crazy. And... Uh, so what I did was I bought one of those grabbers. I don't have it up here with me, but, uh, I have one of those grabbers and picking things up off the floor. I got to tell you, you know, like some light stuff off the floor, you know, when you're picking up a ton of shit, like off the floor, you know, this thing is a game changer. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. You know, most people use those grabbers for like, oh, they reach a top shelf that they can't reach and stuff like that. Or if they have like severe, you know health problems with, you know, their body and they can't move as well. But I'm like, I'm using it. But it, like, also, it's for cleaning, though. Like, I'm only using it really for cleaning cleaning up stuff and, like, picking stuff off the floor because I think I realized that I've become one of those type of people who, if I don't know where to put something, I might just, like, throw it on the floor or something like that. And so eventually, you know, you need to pick it up. So then you, and then it's like, ah, you know, there's change on the floor or whatever. And you're like, I don't know. It sounds like a, a little bit of work. But I got... A grabber, and I gotta tell you, I think I'm calling it my my old man stick. Come on, Mark, show me where it spits, or show me where it sticks. You know, uh, so that's really cool. So I realized, though, folks, if you have, especially, oh, dude, if you have a big cleanup job or like you're moving and shit like that, dude, I'm telling you, the grabber is a game changer. You know, less bend, like just less bending over, picking things off the floor, and like I don't know if that's wear and tear on your knees. Is so? Do you get knee pain? Is knee pain from, uh, is that from using your knees too much or using your knees badly or, uh, or whatever? I'm trying to look at the keyboard keeps coming up on my iPad. So I don't know. Good question for us. But if you want to be lazy, that's going to be the answer for you. The answer for you is to buy one of those grabbing sticks. They're like 10 bucks, dude. Like for real. Probably have some on Amazon, dude. I'm telling you. It is a fucking game changer. Uh, speaking of other game-changing things I discovered, I noticed that at like places like Target that the Halloween decorations are already up, uh, which is 
which is okay, you know. Like, you know, when you get older, you know, some people, like, hate it. They already got Christmas decorations out or what what they think it is. And uh, now that I'm not in school anymore because they used to put all the, like, back-to-school supplies out, stuff like that, you know, it was just a nightmare. Like, it was just like, well, it looks like having fun is over uh, and stuff like that, which has always made me wonder why my parents maybe like, made me think that, oh, people actually, people enjoy school. People enjoy, are supposed to enjoy school. I'm like, no, you're not supposed, you don't have to enjoy school if you want to. School's not for everyone, but that does not mean rap is for you, okay? I just wanted to, I don't want anyone, uh, you know, if someone, we get like the next Kendrick Lamar listens to the show and I'm not inspired. I'm like, do I want them? Give me credit, yeah. Just listen to Shweezy right there. He said school wasn't for everyone, so that's why I knew my rap dream come true. Your rap dream, I'm telling you, I don't care who you are. Just just stop that shit right there, you know? That, that's pretty sad. But anyways, though, like, I noticed in the Halloween section, you know, I was, I was browsing around, lots of goth chicks, okay? I'm telling you. There were a lot of goth chicks walking around looking at stuff. And I gotta say, uh, unless they find, like, a year-round Halloween store, I'm like, this is probably... When they have to buy all their clothes and jewelry and accessories, it's probably September, October during Halloween time. The cheap ones, uh, the Jewish goth mommies maybe, uh, they go after Halloween because that's when things are sent on clearance. And that's why they do that. Uh, But anyways, though, and I was thinking, fellas, are you looking for a goth mommy girlfriend? Well, I'm going to tell you, go to Target. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Go to Target. Go to where they're keeping all the Halloween stuff. Hang out around there. Don't be don't be weird. I'm, I'm telling you, don't. Be, if you're acting weird and you get arrested, uh, I'm telling you, don't do that, okay? Don't be weird. But you just kind of have to hang around and browse. Now, I think uh, it's going to be said, we got to set some ground rules here. I think we got to set up ground rules, and I also think we need to have a strategy for fellas, how are we going to go about uh, getting these goth mommies? Now, the thing with the matter is on what we're set up to do is that it is at this point a numbers game. So you're going to strike out, you know, some women are going to have boyfriends, you know, you're going to strike out. But the nice thing is, since this is a nice way to make a numbers game, is that if one's unavailable, there's going to be another one just as good coming around the corner very soon. Uh, you're gonna spend a lot of hours in there. I'm gonna suggest also probably buy something, and don't don't be a complete loiterer. You know, do why they don't have like video games in the back. You know, with the electronics. You know, you're, like sticking your head up, uh, looking at the screen in the most uncomfortable position. But you're a child, so you don't have pain yet. You know, like pain doesn't occur to you. Then all of a sudden, if, if I I as like a 30 year old man needed to play GameCube like they did and went to Walmart for that shit, I probably would be, I would be, for one, I'd probably be in, like, one of those neck casts, neck casts, you know, things. Uh, and I'd be like, I've been off of a, What happened? I was playing GameCube at Walmart. <laughs> I was like, how would you break your neck? Um, anyways, though, looking for a goth mommy girlfriend? Like I said, go to Target. Go to the Halloween section. Strike out with one, there's another one, you know? You could probably even... Double or even triple up on getting some girls' numbers, too. So, like, the it's, it's a numbers game, dude. Like, in the nice thing, uh, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And, uh, 
just take all your sh- take all the shots. That's like that's real. Just take all the shots. One thing I do know though, like when you get rejected by a girl, like how you know we haven't figured out how to like walk away from that. You know, we haven't fi- we haven't figured out like when you when you get rejected, you're like, oh, you know, some guys, uh, some guys, uh, they're on a certain they're on some certain websites uh, who don't talk to women. Uh, some would call them involuntarily celibate, isn't that incels? I think we can just say incels. So yeah, we're we just hit now. I think we're right at the end of the good boy clock. Um, actually, no, we should be we should be good on the good boy clock. I forgot we have ads. Um, so yeah, uh, what was I talking about incels? What were we talking about? This is great podcasting. You know, when you just you're on a train of thought and then you just forget. You just. It's like being pushed out of the train. That's the train of thoughts I have. Uh, we we're talking about incels, uh, backpedal, Halloween decorations. How did we get to? Oh yeah, being rejected. There we go. Figured it out. Uh, you know, it's like you know, you know. I'm. I understand. Rejection happens. I'm. I'm working in artistic field. Rejection happens all the time. Does it feel good? No. You have to learn to live with it. I'm like, you know, that's just going to happen, you know? Uh, that's why I would suggest anyone in, like, an arts career, especially if you're, like, into acting or something like that, you know, do all your auditions or whatever, but don't get your hopes up, you know? Don't just be like, audition there, audition there. Just wait until someone, you know, wants you back, you know? That's that's how you do it. Uh, you know, it's a, you know... And sometimes it's not even, like... Because, like, you're going to audition so much. And then sometimes it's not even that you were bad. It's, like, sometimes that, like, uh, someone else better just came along or, you know, you could be the better choice. Like, you know, like, you know, if you're – because I always tell people, like, let's take two types of musicians. There's a musician you would consider a 10 out of 10 and a musician you would consider an 8 out of 10. On that note, what would you say? Who do you want? You want the 10 out of 10 musician. However, that musician kind of sucks as a human being. It's not fun to be around, uh, you know, has weird time issues, you know. And so that's one thing. But then you got the 8 out of 10, like, they're good with their time issues. They, they're they fun to hang out with. They're actually a ball. But like I said, they're not as good as a musician as the other person. Like, most people are going to pick that 8 out of 10 over the 10 out of 10. So, you know, that's how it is. So but when we're talking about getting rejected by women, <laughs> like, we're just like, how to get, you know, and you're like, Hey, that's really cool. Um, can I get your number? Maybe we, I would love to hang out sometime. Can I get your number? Whatever. He's like, sorry, I'm not. I'm not interested. You know. And you're and like, okay. So you hear that, and you're like, in your mind, you're like, okay. I understand. However, this upsets me because there's like an ego problem. And so some of the guys, like Insel, I would say, go on ranch. You're like, stupid fucking bitch. I didn't like you anyway. I'm like, that's not how it works. You know. But, like, then I want to be, like, the guy, like, I want to, like, make a statement. You're like, you missed out on me, honey. I wanna, I'm, I'm in between that and just, like, being nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what the answer is to that. Because, so, you you know, on dating apps, it's easy. if someone, like, kind of rejects you or sends you a text, you're like, you know, I'm kind of seeing someone else. I don't know if this is, you know, working out. It's, like, not serious dating, you know. And, like, I'm just not going to respond to it, you know. I think we all decided that that's... Okay, to do. You can do that. Uh, no one has a problem with that. Um, anyways, though, fun fact, my song, Dry Spell, spelled with a three, 
It's out now wherever you uh, stream music at. You know where you stream music at. You know where you stream music at. So make sure you're fucking checking out that shit. I want you to make sure that you're listening to that shit. I want to hear... I'm trying to spell on the radio. Radio or whatever. Uh, which reminds me, I'm emailing like radio stations, you know, for that shit. And it's, I emailed one. And, it, you know, I, I found the email on like a... You know, on like a very good source where it's like, you know, but things change, you know, everything gets updated, like emails and contact information for radio stations all across the United States. And so I find one, you know, email them. They're like, hey, we don't, you know, and you get an automatic message back. Uh, hey, we don't use this email anymore. And then they give you all the emails, you know, that you need to use. So then I just, you know, I have to copy and paste everything over to the next email. And then that next one was like, your email wasn't delivered. Sorry. I don't know. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, dude. But uh, yeah, Dry Spell's out now wherever you stream music, so go check that out. Uh, you can follow me more on social media. I have been put in, uh, simultaneously in a week, I've been put in Threads jail. I am on Threads, and I can't remember why I got banned from Threads. I can't remember the the post I made that got me a week in jail on Threads. Uh, these are just like comment, like Threads posts, and then... Uh, Garth posted something last night and that got me blocked too. So, so go follow me on social media at the Shweezy is where you can find me, uh, at there. But we also do have a, uh, uh, if you look in our link tree link, we have a PayPal, we have cash app accounts. So if you want to support the show, uh, financially and just send up a few dollars, dollars, uh, you can definitely go and do that there. Just check out the link tree link in the description of this episode, and you'll see that there. But don't forget all the free shit you can do. Make sure you're liked. Make sure if you're listening to the audio, you go to our YouTube page on the YouTube page. We have highlights and everything. We're going to get the highlights back up and going soon. It's been it's been a long day without you, my friend. I'd play that this TikTok show. This, um, it's, it's a young adult. He has autism. I believe he also has diabetes. Uh, he's also very cringe, and I laugh, and I feel bad every time he posts something. But he posted uh, R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett with, It's been a long day without you, my friend, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Rest in peace, Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett, your music was shit. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> that's, that's a nice. Rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett, your music was fucking dog shit. <laughs> uh I think next week we'll do this live from Margaritaville, but right now we're uh, we're going into labor. It's Labor Day weekend. Next week we'll hit we'll hit up Margaritaville. Uh, it'd be funny if I could actually do a live podcast. In Mar- I actually could if I if I really wanted to. Actually, I don't think if I really wanted to, I could get make it happen. But at the same time, I don't think. <sighs> I don't think the regular goers to uh, a Margaritaville uh, want to hear fucking fucking what's going on, with the weird ass shit Garth Brooks is doing, and stuff like that. So we could do an actual. That's uh, another day. Um. Uh. Yeah. Make sure you leave a review. Give us a five, four, three, two, one star rating if you're on the audio too. So be cool to your school. And let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking, well, it's just the news from last week that we will be going over right now. So let's just jump into it. 
Uh, but we also have to dive into another segment we usually do during previous right week right now, which is our segment we like to call Cool Stuff, Slick Stuff, Neat Stuff, uh, where we go over what Garth Brooks has did, been doing. Um, last week, Garth Brooks said he was making an announcement in Kansas City at Kauffman Stadium, which is where the Kansas City Royals play, for those of you not in the, from the area. Uh, this is from KMBC9. Garth Brooks makes stop in Kansas City to announce new radio station blending music and sports. Country music legend Garth Brooks came <laughs> came to Kansas City Tuesday for a big announcement. The Friends in Low Places singer set up an event Tuesday morning at Kauffman Stadium, but the details heading heading up to the announcement were pretty hush-hush. Organizers announced ahead of time that Brooks and a special guest uh, would make an announcement, and that stars from across the world of sports will also be in attendance. We also knew we'd be hearing from representatives of TuneIn, a streaming audio service that bills itself as a world leader in bringing together live sports, news, music, and podcasts. Just launched on TuneIn in Sevens Radio, multiple stations curated by Garth Brooks. Tuesday, announcement in Kansas City was on a special Sevens Radio feature, Tailgate Radio. We need a launch pad for what might be the coolest radio station on the planet, Brooks said after announcing Tailgate Radio on TuneIn. The goal, putting sports and music together, featuring everything going on before and after the game. Our motto here is, take the weekend off. We've got your mix covered for everything, Brooks said. The channel will feature Switch technology playing a high-energy multi-genre mix of music before switching directly into listening to your game. The idea was born from old-school party mixtapes, Brooks said. For this kind of party, Kansas City made perfect sense for the announcement. Kansas City kind of gave me... Kansas City kind of gave me my life. Brooks said his mother was born here. One of his first events was here. He opened the Sprint Center. Brooks said that he that made Kansas City make sense for the announcement. Brooks calls Kansas City the land of common sense, saying it felt like home. This is the perfect place to launch the radio station from all the things that ever happened to me started here. He said, special guest, NBC, and former ESPN sports broadcaster Maria Taylor. Just someone very underwhelming right there. Uh, Taylor will be lending her voice to expertise to Tailgate Radio. Brooks is also sticking around to throw out the ceremonial first pitch at tonight's Kansas City Royals game. Okay, that was last week, right now. Um, interesting concept. The idea, the, the idea makes sense on paper. However, it, here's... Here's something I'm always just kind of concerned about. So I'm from, like, the the area. He's like, Kansas City changed off. I'm like, I'm from that area. So uh, I'm not from Kansas City, but I'm from around the area. You know, the the Kansas City metro outside. I'm from, like, outside Kansas City, I guess you could say. Uh, and uh, I know the culture decently well. And I can very easily say that uh, when I was growing up, uh, for with athlete parents, an athlete brother who decided not to be an athlete, and somehow that was okay when he quit. Uh, you know, jocks and you know the people who people who are a fan of sports, especially hardcore enough, where they tailgate all the fucking time, and they're like. I need my music mixed. They just put on fucking jock jams. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. I cannot tell you how much about this. I was at a gym once and, you know, they had a cute chick there and she always said hi to me and I think that's just her doing her job. I'm assuming she wasn't into me. I don't know. When you work at a gym and do physical fitness and stuff and you should see like a fat fucking slob walk in 
working on himself. Like, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's what chick, I'm going to doubt that chicks who work at gyms, you know, you know, they're, they're like working there and they probably do training and shit like that. I'm going to assume they're not into chubby guys. Uh, usually abs stick with abs, you know, like we usually kind of like to play into our weight class, you know, and that's why I'm always trying to lose weight. Um, and people at gyms, they, you know, but I knew she also had control over like the music they played at the gym and it was absolute fucking shit. Like 5% power, 4% precision, 3% knowledge, 4% power. Remember the rock did that song with tech nine, which probably the biggest thing tech nines ever did. I like how people think tech nine is in Kansas City. People think tech nine is like super famous. And then you go outside of there. I'm like, I've never listened to a single, well, besides the, the one he did with The Rock. I've never listened to, a, I don't know, a single fucking song uh, he's done. But, like, yeah. You know, I'm just saying, people, the more athletic types, they don't, they like music, but they're not, like, they, they're not always, like, the ones to want to look out good music. Like, you know, and there's no offense to them, you know, we're, we're in different fields, too. I'm like, I can't, like... My favorite team is the Kansas Jayhawks. I don't know. Fucking Gryffindor. I don't know. And Quidditch. I don't know what you want to say. Cardinals and baseball. You know. So like that. I just. The thing is like sports people aren't that into music for the most part. They just don't get into music. The idea of just trying to combine sports and music together to try to create some sort of harmony in regards to sports and Sports and music all in one place. It's just, you know, you know, there's a reason school principals are nicer to football players versus like the kids in the band. You know, it's, you know, there's something to it, you know. So I, I like the idea. I just, you know, well, I guess it's also on tune in, which I don't know any fucking human being who has that shit either. So uh, it's up to you. But yeah, I'm just not a, just someone from the area, I just don't think people are going to really dig music. I, I know probably when people tailgate, they may put on some music, but it's like the, like I said, the shittiest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. And at that point, I'm like, just turn that shit off, you know? You ever have one friend who brings a fucking Bluetooth speaker to the party? And I'm like, but they also have the worst taste in music that you've ever heard. Like, just tell them to stop. Just like, we're going to have music on. We're going to listen to like, it's going to be party shit, you know? We're not going to fucking listen to... Fucking like the head and the heart or some weird ass indie folk band, you know, shit like that. We're not gonna listen to that. So I don't know. A very ambitious product project. I don't think the people can said you're gonna like it. But uh, who am I to judge? Uh, that's the question, I guess. You know, uh, this is from NBC News. The article of the week. Um, article of the week. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell appears to freeze again at a Kentucky event. This is from NBC News. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, appeared to freeze again Wednesday, this time during a gaggle with reporters in Covington, Kentucky, stopping for more than 30 seconds after he was asked whether he would run for re-election. McConnell, Republican of Kentucky, froze in July at a news conference on Capitol Hill, going silent for 19 seconds before he was escorted away from the cameras. McConnell, 81, 
one, returned shortly afterwards and continued his news conference telling reporters, I'm fine. When it became apparent that McConnell had froze again Wednesday, an aide went up to him and asked, did you hear the question, Senator? McConnell continued to be unresponsive. Once McConnell re-engaged, he responded briefly to another question about Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, a Republican. His aide needed to repeat the question to him. McConnell was then asked about former President Donald Trump, another question that had to be repeated. McConnell brushed off the question because he does not usually engage in Trump-related topics. He then left. Reporter did not ask McConnell about the episode. Leader McConnell felt momentarily lightheaded and paused during his press conference today, a spokesperson said. An aide said McConnell feels fine but will consult a doctor before his next event as a prudential measure. McConnell spoke for about 20 minutes Wednesday before the question and answer session with reporters. After the event, he made a phone call to fellow Republican and Senate leadership. Senate Minority Whip John Thune, a Republican from South Dakota, I guess, spoke to McConnell and said that the leader sounded like his usual self and was in good spirits. The spokesperson for Thune said in a statement, uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee Chairman Steve Daines uh, from Montana also spoke to McConnell and was glad to hear the leader sounds like himself and is feeling fine. Daines' spokesperson said in a statement, asked by NBC News about McConnell's apparent freeze Wednesday, President Joe Biden said that he had just heard about it and he would try to get in touch with him later this afternoon. Mitch is a friend, as you know, not a joke. I know people don't believe that that's the case, but we have... Oh, wait, let me do a Biden impression. Let's do it. <clears throat> Mitch is a friend, as you know, not a joke. I know people don't believe that's the case. But we have disagreements politically, but he's a good friend. Biden said after he spoke at the White House about Hurricane... Idalia and the Hawaiian wildfires. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna say a theory real quick. I think Mitch McConnell is faking it. Look, look, he's Trump is under a lot of legal stuff. Trump just got his mugshot. Mitch is trying to avoid topics left and right. So I think he's probably faking it, dude. I think he's faking. Oh, I think. At one point, it wasn't faking it. I think maybe the first one was, maybe the first one was real, but uh, he's also having strokes. So good for him, you know. God's thank God for karma. Um, like I said, whenever he dies on this on this show, we'll be doing a performance of "Good Riddance Time of Your Life" by Green Day because it's something unpredictable. But in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life, bitch. McConnell, sorry, Mitch McConnell. Uh, anyways, the whole, like, and this begs the question. This begs the question. So the recording actually stopped because I said the title of that Green Day song and uh, Siri opened the song and stopped the recording. Um, anyways, though, yeah. Uh, I think the thing I really want to say about Mitch McConnell is we need, like, an age limit for a lot of, I mean, for politics in the United States, just at, at this point for real, because anything, every, like Mitch McConnell, even like the Feinstein lady that's like 90, not even mentally like able to like make decisions herself, but you know, she can fucking take fucking, she's a Democrat, so, but she's still able to, you know, uh, control all our bodies and take away our rights, you know, like these, these fucking boom, not even, I don't even think half of them are boomers. Like they're fucking the silent generation surprising. Cause they won't fucking shut the fuck up. Uh, but for, but for real though, like 
these people are taking away human rights and then they're just going to die, you know? They're going to be burning in hell, obviously, if you believe in that, if, even though there's, like, no evidence hell actually exists. But, you know, just, they're going to be burning in hell. Uh, and so they don't get, they're not, they're not going to care, you know? And so I really do think that there should be, in like, an age, right? So I'm thinking it's something, I, in my, on my crazy mind, being, like, 75, 80, you know? It's not even, like, that big of a deal. Because, one, even, I... I honestly think that even that they sh- you should be cut off from voting because we have a minimum voting age. We should have a maximum voting age. And people are like, because, like, you know, I'm an aunt in her, 80, in her 80s, you know, and I love her to death, but I don't want her making, I wouldn't trust her with anything. We don't trust her with a lot. We don't trust her with a car, you know. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't trust her with a car right now. You can't even, it's even hard to have a conversation. You know, you're talking with her, having a conversation with her and shit like that, you know, and then. Uh, she's just like, will not know what you're talking about, you know, and shit like that. I'm like, those are the people making our decisions are all fucking demented out, you know, and they're like, and shit like that. There should be a maximum age. I, you know, even more controversial, this is is very controversial thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. I think if you, whenever, if you like get to a point where you're officially retired, I think is in quotations too, which we, you know, a lot of things. I think that you probably, you shouldn't be allowed to vote, you know, because kids can't vote. And then, you know, when you're retired, because like when you're, the idea of being retired, the idea behind it is that like, Hey, I've been doing this job. I've been working for over 30 to 40 years. And now I think it's time that I stopped doing that and retire and enjoyed the remaining years of my life as a crippling old person, you know? That's the idea. And, like, someone who's not contributing to society and honestly is, like, is mooching more off the government than these supposed people on, like, welfare and food stamps and shit like that. Like, these people are moochers, like, legitimately just mooching off of it. They're like, oh, I worked hard for I'm like, no. You're mooching off the government. You don't want Medicare for all, but you want Medicare for you, you know, and shit like that. So, you know, I think that if you are retired, you're no longer allowed to vote. That's a little extreme, I know. But but I do think a mutual one would be like 70, 80. You can't vote anymore. Like, you can't vote anymore. You can't run for public office. That's it, you know. If we have a minimum age, we can have a maximum age. It's not that controversial, okay? Um, and... Uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, I guess that's it. Uh, that's all I have to I have to say. Uh, fuck you, Mitch. You you deserve everything that's coming to you. Like people are like, what am I supposed to say? You're like get better, Mitch McConnell. Like no, the fact that Biden's like, yeah, we're actually friends, even though we disagree politically. I'm like, that dude, like that dude would let you die for thirty dollars. Like, hey, Mitch. Someone's going to assassinate the president today. We want you to keep quiet about it. Oh, how much are you going to pay me? They're like, we'll give you $30, Mitch. Okay, that sounds good. He would let you die for $30. Like, most jobs would fire you for $30. Like, Mitch McConnell, you know, okay, anyways, that's, I'm off topic. Anyways, fuck you, Mitch McConnell. Our last article we got here, uh, 
the mystery of the marijuana smell continues at the U.S. Open from CBS News. Something stinks at the U.S. Open. Several players and fans have noticed a pungent odor near one of the outside courts. On Monday, Maria Sicari mentioned something to the chair umpire while playing on court 17. It was just a comment because it was smelling quite a lot, Sicari said. She elaborated on what she thought the distinct odor was while talking to reporters after the first round loss. It's weed, Sicari said. She said it didn't affect her play, but other players said they have smelled it too, so have some fans. Uh, I smelled some marijuana. I'm sure the players did as well, one fan said. So the United States Tennis Association looked into it. Uh, We did look at our videotape and did talk to the officials that are based on Court 17. We saw no evidence of anyone smoking marijuana within the stadium, USTA spokesperson Chris when Mayor said, uh, so if the smell didn't originate from the stands, the theory is that it must have come from the park outside the court. CBS New York didn't notice any marijuana smell in the park on Wednesday and asked fans if they smelled anything. I was just in there for the first set of the game, one fan said, adding, when asked about a possible marijuana odor, not at all, maybe it's too early. No, but my senses, my sense of smell isn't great these days, another fan said. We smell New York air, another added. Court 17 passed the smell test on Wednesday, but CBS News New York was told officers outside the Billie Jean King National Tennis, what is that funny to me, the name, are keeping their eyes and nostrils open. While marijuana is legal in New York, the tennis center has a strict no-smoking policy. Smoking is also prohibited at all New York City parks. So, I do have a correspondent out in the field, and uh, uh, they asked if we were na- named anonymous. So it's my friend Austin Doyle, and he was—he really loves tennis. Like he, he—he'll be a terrible friend, but he'll like tell you all about tennis. Uh, and so what he was telling me, which uh, he said I could quote because I asked him, "Would you like to give a comment, or would you like me to make up something?" And he didn't respond, so I'm going to make up something. He said he was the one who smoked. Uh, a big fat fucking bowl. Uh, he went to. He specifically went to a dispensary, the a dispensary that looked the closest to an Apple store. I don't know why that's the case. You know, some of us just go to whatever. Some people are getting like fucking seeds and stems with their weed, but not Austin Doyle. Austin Doyle. Uh, he he went to the one closest to an Apple store, and uh, he smoked. He smoked. $300 worth of weed uh, at the U.S. Open. Like, he told me this. He was like, yeah, I'm the reason for the smell. Uh, he, I am the reason. I, I was just smoking bowl after bowl after bowl. At one point, I was in the stands watching the match. I brought out, you know, my, uh, what are they called? What am I? Uh, bong. That's a, bong is the word. Yeah, he brought out his bong. Everyone around him just watched him fucking... Fucking light up his fucking bong, you know? You know, how in can... You know, I know bong, people like bongs for, like, the effects it'll give them with weed, but... Like, it's such an inconvenient way to smoke weed. I'm telling you. Edibles in a vape pen. I don't even... I don't even smoke... I don't even smoke real weed. How did that... Like, there's way too much weed knowledge out there, you know? Too, ma- too many fucking names for weed uh, out there. But, uh... Yeah, I'm going to guess it just smelled like weed, you know. Uh, doesn't, you know, New York already smells like shit, you know, so 
Add some weed in there. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I think someone's just like, I've never smelled New York before. You're like, well, it smells like this, you know. Yeah, when you've got a lot of people all around each other, you know how we all smell bad? You know, every human being smells bad. And when you're closer to each other, you can smell how bad we all smell, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's the story there. So, anyways, though, uh, I don't think it was in the athlete because, first of all, who fucking smokes weed and, like, plays sports? Like, I couldn't understand. I think, like, to me, I feel like weed is probably, like, the only drug, like, even more than, like, alcohol and shit like that. Like, that's the only thing you could regularly do and still be a pro athlete. I think, uh, who, Aaron, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, like a Mexican guy, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, he smoked a lot of weed. It's like the only thing. But he was also gay and very violent, too, at the same time. So, is it Aaron Hernandez? I probably, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking, I don't I don't know. I, I, I pay attention to women. I don't pay attention to men. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your nearest or your, your nearest retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. 
Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant, always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today, form your app store, and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is, if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time to see what BuzzFeed's up to again. Um, what do I have here right now? Let me jump into it. Do, 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 do. And okay, we should be there. So um, so here's the article. People are sharing common mistakes people make in their 20s, and it might be worth taking notes. So as someone who just recently turned 30, I can, I'm clearly the expert on like what you should do in your 20s, uh, obviously. Uh, however, I feel like a lot of these people, I don't know how many of these people had to spend a good chunk, a decent, let's see, at least the some good years in, in a pandemic where you just sat around and did nothing. Um, anyways, though, yeah, so these are BuzzFeed, which they get it from Reddit. So it's just, they asked a question on Reddit, and then they make their, that's how BuzzFeed makes their articles, okay? That's how I make a lot of this show, too. Okay, um, so yeah, let's look at this. Uh, not saving enough money for the future. Many 20-somethings spend every dollar they have without thinking about their long-term goals or emergencies. This can lead to financial stress and debt later. It is important to have a budget and a savings plan that suits your income and lifestyle. So, um, I do agree with this. Yeah, you should save, I mean, obviously saving money is a good thing. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know who this user is, so I can't really speak to him. Uh, at least, at least I know for the millennials, like, you know, saving money is a good idea on paper, you know, obviously, but practically it's so hard to fucking save money, These, especially if you're living in the city and, you know, rent is just not a reasonable dollar amount, you know? It's just, like, because, you know, every time, because, you know, I've especially been in situations where, like, I've just, like, you know, you, you just keep it decent, you know, you put part of the paycheck in into your savings and everything like that, but then, like, the minute an emergency happens, like, it's just drained immediately. And, like, that's the real uh, problem with, you know, with, with what you're saying here. Um, like, yeah, obviously having money for emergencies is good, but, like, people aren't getting paid enough, like, for to even have the ability to save money for emergencies. Like, with how, how much rent is, you know, they say rent should be, like, one-third of it, but... But, like, the thing is, like, they're charging so much for rent where it's, like, I, I don't even know how people are even doing it. Like, without, everyone has to, like, get, like, a co-signer to, like, get an apartment now, you know? It's so crazy. So, yeah, maybe we raise minimum wage and people are like, but uh, then they'd make what I make. Then you negotiate with your boss that, hey, 
I can make more money working at McDonald's. So, therefore, you need to pay me more or I will take my talents to McDonald's, you know? Uh, and shit like that. So, you know, that's how you fucking do that shit. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully once, hopefully it'd be cool if, uh, we got all these goddamn silent generation boomers out of office and just get people our age. Even if I don't agree with them, I think they'd be like, huh, it seems that though people aren't getting paid enough and if people got paid more, they'd spend more money in the economy, you know, just shit like that, you know, dumbass fucking shit. Uh, Worrying about other people's opinions too much. That is all very great advice. Um, because I think, I mean, you know, obviously it depends on the person. Uh, obviously, I work in entertainment, so obviously some people's opinions are very important to me. Uh, but then there's just like, I don't know, it's just like shit like my mom. Like, she has, uh, you know, she's worried, she always worries about like, how everything looks in the house or whatever because she's afraid people are going to judge her and shit like that. I'm like, look, if, you know, if, you know, if there's flower, you know, if like a flowers, you know, one of her flowers in the front lawn uh, doesn't look perfect or whatever, I'm like, look, if, if your supposed friends are making uh, just like statements about how ugly your flowers are, don't be their friend, you know? And, you know, I'm telling someone uh, twice my age that, but... Uh, but, you know, it's very important, and, like, it is good to think about, like, just sit down, you know, uh, and think about, like, your friends, and just be, like, or, like, people whose opinions you care about, and stuff like that, just, like, why do I keep them in my life, why are they around, and shit, like, you know, and think about that, you know, um, a lot of people are, like, for personal gain, and I'm, like, maybe, I don't know, I don't like that idea, but, like, why do you keep this person around, you're, like, well, they're a good friend, uh, or even if they're, like, kind of a bad friend, like, it's fun to be around them, and I do think they care about me, but they're not very good about, you know, like, and sometimes you can justify a friend being a little bad, but, I don't know, you have to, like, think about it as, like, but I do like being around, when I am around them, it is a lot of fun, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta prioritize, uh, that shit, you know, that's a good, I mean, you know, and I think, yeah, I, I think what I told, when, I think probably my last year I ever did, like, a church camp type of thing, you know, kids were talking about, like, their non-Christian friends or whatever, and, like, what happens if, you know, they make them do something they don't want to do, you know, against their faith and shit like that. And I'm like, look, I'm an adult here. Let me talk. Um, you know, <laughs> I wasn't, I was, like, 21 at the point. You know, like, I, like, told them, like, look, uh, most of the time, someone's not going to be, like, I'm not going to be your friend because you're a Christian. No one's going to do that and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's situations like, like that, but I don't think it's very necessary, especially in high school. No one's going to give a shit that you're a Christian and, uh, you know, the peer pressure. And if there, someone's only going to be your friend, if you feel like you're, you fall into peer pressure and shit like that. They're not really your friends. You know, I, that was, a that was like my last, that was the summer, uh, same sex marriage got legalized. And I was, that was, that was the beginning of my deconstruction. That was also the year I started taking antidepressants too. And I think, and I think that probably helped move my deconstruction along a lot more uh, than, you know, for, for the most part, than it is. Uh, but, yeah, I remember, like, gay marriage. I'm like, yeah, and I was I was just trying to, you know, 
it was a weird week because I think it just passed like two weeks, two or three weeks prior. And I was and they were like, we're very strict about it here. And so we don't want to talk about it. I'm like, I guess I won't talk. I just didn't talk about it. But at the same time, I was like, I'm going to give them real advice. Okay, that was too long. Anyway, so if you're a kid or an adult in their 20s, remember, uh, who gives a shit about someone else's opinion, you know, and shit like that, you know? They're not really your friends unless, you know, you know, if your friendship requires you to do something you don't want to do, like, they're not really your friend. That's why I told a bunch of kids, okay? And uh, I hope they're doing good. Uh, Number three, not taking care of your health. Your 20s are a time when you feel invincible, but that doesn't mean you can neglect your physical and mental well-being. Partying too hard, eating poorly, sleeping less, and ignoring signs of stress or depression can have serious consequences on your health. In the long run, you should make time for health exercise, healthy eating, rest, and self-care. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I obviously agree with that. That's clearly do. I, I'm not good at exercise. I try to, I just, you know, I don't get that joy other people get when they exercise. Maybe I need to figure out my sleep apnea so I'm not tired all the time or tired, you know, just tired isn't just my feeling or whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I will say this, uh, if you've seen the Napoleon Dynamite photo of me, um, the story behind it is... Uh, I came to the Halloween party dressed as Napoleon Dynamite, and when I came there, I had a sonic drink with vodka in it. Now, if I show up to anywhere with a sonic drink with vodka in it, uh, something, uh, danger, it's like driving a forklift when you're not, uh, licensed to drive a forklift. Like, something bad could possibly happen. And then, uh... Well, they had Smash Brothers there, so I had to, like, obviously I had to whip everyone's ass, and then everyone was like, you want to smoke? And then I'm like, yeah! And I don't think I was smoking uh, anything at that point, and I was dumb and high, and I was like, and it's just, you look at that photo, and it looks, oh, man, that's, that is, like, the photo that I was like, you need to, you know, you need to start being more mindful of what you put into your body. Am I doing a good job? No. Uh, I think I need to go back. I need to lose some weight. I need to trim out some pounds again. I'm feeling really bloated. Um, how I found out I was uh, blocked from threads as I was going to post something. It was like, I'm feeling bloated. must be Labor Day weekend, you know, uh, and shit like that. But yeah, no, um, I think the big thing is, um, I would say physical-wise with partying and shit like that, uh, listen to your body. When your body tells you to stop, that's when you need to stop, you know? Um, uh, hopefully you don't have any sort of Mickey Mantle gene like I do. I'm actually getting to the point where it's like I can't. I used to drink every day. That I mean, obviously not good advice, but uh, and then in the morning I'd feel so fucking bad. You know, I'm now at the point where my mornings or my my days are just like, ugh, you know, it's like I'm a handicap for the day. You know, crazy stuff there. Um, so yeah, mental health too. I wish I could have not trusted my mental health with Christians and trusted them with medical professionals earlier in my life. That like, like my, if someone's like, what do you wish, if you could go, if you could talk to your 16-year-old self, what would you do? I'd be like, here are the medications you need to take, and take that. And then uh, think about your faith in Jesus, you know? Uh, but I don't know, if I could go back in time, I think about like the Christian days of my life. I think realistically what I say is, I would tell myself is, you know, you know, when you get to college, you know, the, the, church in quotations that you were part of like it was, it was a good thing and it was good for you to do that it was good for you to go there you met a lot of good people there so i'd say continue to do that but uh your beliefs and everything there you know like 
keep the keep the community, but uh, you don't have to worry about the the Jesus shit, you know, and don't feel so pressured like that, you know. You know, if you want to have consensual sex, you can have consensual sex. Don't feel bad about it, you know. Uh, that's shit I would say. I was like, I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna do this segment quick, and now I'm going. I'm rambling nonstop. Um, for not taking oral health seriously, I can t- I can't tell you how many people I know in their late 30s and early 40s who didn't see a dentist for years in their 20s, and now they've got all sort of issues. Now, this is something I'm questioning because I have not been in. The, I need to go to the dentist. I just need a cleaning. If they tell me anything else. I'm probably just going to ignore it for the most part. My teeth feel fine, though, so I thought I had a, something weird, but it was like a canker sore in a weird spot, you know? Uh, but, yeah, you know, you should... You know, I think your teeth are a very important part of your body. I'm lucky I have good teeth, regardless of not going to the dentist in a minute. Uh, but... And I've never had a cavity, either. I think the worst thing... The worst thing about my teeth was is that... Uh, you can see here. You see one tooth... If you're looking, it's smaller than the other ones. I'm kind of pointing to it. And that was a baby tooth because I had the original one was lodged, like, underneath my nose, like, underneath my mouth, like, you know, directly underneath the nose for the listeners. And uh, so now I used to be able to, like, open it up, and now there's, like, this weird flesh line thing, and that's what the canker sore is. It's really weird. That's the weirdest thing about my teeth, you know, and I just got to take it out when I had my wisdom teeth out. Uh, but, yeah, no, I do think... Because I do, I've come to realize like your smile is very important, and I was I was very lucky. I didn't even need braces. I was very lucky in that aspect, but uh, not everyone is. So just you know, at least brush your teeth and shit like that. Get a electric toothbrush. I wish we had a sponsor, but the one that usually sponsored people, gonna realize that toothbrush sucked. Not building your skills and network. Your 20s are a crucial period for your career development and personal growth. You should not settle for a job that doesn't challenge you or help you achieve your dreams. You should also seek out opportunities to learn new things, meet new people, and expand your horizons. Networking with mentors, peers, and potential employers can open up doors for you in the future. Yeah, um, I agree with this one. A very agreeable one. Uh, Yeah, I'd say build your network and just know people and... Um, my big advice would always be don't ask, don't try to be a receiver of things. Don't like be friends with people to receive things. Just be friends with people. And if they want your help, you help them and and stuff like that. You know, I think that's, that's my big advice. You know, I think, I think a band I was playing in, fun fact, uh, I think they kind of wanted me to play with them because I do know some contacts, but at the same time, I'm not going to, like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, you, you know people who are decently big names and stuff like that, but I don't want to be, like, if I'm going to ask him for something, you know, I feel like I have one shot, you know, and I want to make that shot count, so it's like, you know, you you save things. It, it's kind of like that good bottle of wine, like, you're saving it for a special occasion, but, you like, and then you think, like, is that special occasion ever going to fucking come, you know? So... Uh, interesting stuff like that, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I don't know, if you, if you want a career in something, yeah, you're gonna have to do that, or else you're gonna fucking suck at your job. Uh, believing that energy drinks are suitable replacements for sleep. They are not, and, uh, they are not energy drinks, and I'm gonna also want to say coffee, too. Don't cure hangovers, they help, but they don't, they don't cure that shit, um, yeah, trying to sleep is is pretty good, but sometimes you're just like, I don't know. 
I have sleep problems though, but like a good good night's sleep is very important, you know, obviously. So you should try to keep that shit around, obviously. Obviously. Uh, not being careful with your credit. Your credit score is a measure of your financial responsibility and trustworthiness. It can affect your ability to get loans, mortgages, credit cards, and even jobs. Many 20-somethings make mistakes that damage their credit, such as missing payments, maxing out cards, or applying for too many accounts. You should monitor your credit report regularly and avoid any actions that could lower your score. Uh, yeah, very much you should do that. Uh, obviously, if you listen to the first question, uh, obviously, like I said, sometimes, you know, uh, financially, b- even like, you know, being financially responsible is just so hard when jobs don't pay, mu- pay enough and bills are too much, you know, obviously, and that could easily get your credit. And then also you learn that credit didn't exist until 1989 until you realize our parents aren't actually, like, responsible squares. You just realize they were fucking born at the right time, and it just annoys you. I don't know. I get annoyed with boomers who try to talk about my career and shit like that. I'm like, look, let's talk about when you were my age. First of all, uh, a credit score didn't exist, you know? And if it's a woman, you're like, you probably couldn't even get a credit card, you know, uh, when you were my age. So I don't really feel like taking advice from you. You were financially stable by the time a credit score came out, you know? Like, it's, it's hard to talk to people like that. Uh, staying home alone. Get out there. That is That is very true. After, like, high school and college and stuff like that, you need to, like, get a community, you know, of, of like-minded individuals or similar individuals. So you got to have a tribe. There's a reason why tribalism is such a big thing and i think having a having a tribe is a yeah definitely a good thing um number nine giving people second chances you don't owe anyone anything you are plenty of people you can have in your life so drop the ones who lie cheat steal and betray solid advice solid advice um but i do think i don't know that's probably the little little christian in me you know, growing up being like, I think we should forgive people. And I think, I do think, you know, forgiveness is a good thing, but it's like the forgive and forget. I'm like, don't forget, I guess. You know, remember like, hey, if they did this once, they might do it again. And I think it's okay to be more cautious. I think it's okay to forgive people, but then also be very cautious of who they are and uh, what they are willing to do. And I think if you just realize that, you're good. All right, number 10, not understanding the value of your time. Too many jobs overwork you and underpay you, taking advantage of your naivety and inexperience and pull you by the nodes with promises of imaginary promotions. That is very true. If you just work a standard fucking job, uh, I like I always say, like, if you're going to work just a job, try to get paid hourly if you can. Do your best to get paid hourly because once they get you on, like, a salary type of thing, they're going to over overwork you. I have a friend who was like a sound guy and he, uh, got a promotion, like being like, being like a manager type of thing over it. And he's like, went from hourly to salary. And he's like, I'm overworked. I can't do this. And he, and he just went back to his old job, dude. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of jobs will overwork you. The idea, I mean, obviously the idea of a, you know, if you want to make a profit, like thinking about you as the business leader, you're like, how do I make a profit? You know, it's like, you have to make money. How do I make money? Uh, you have to make or provide a service. And then how do you provide a service? Well, I can't do the, I can't provide the service all by myself. I need to hire people 
to do this. Like, okay, but so not no one's going to do it for free. So how do you do it? And you're like, well, you'd have to pay them, you know. And then you get to the point where like, well, I want to pay them as little as possible to do the most amount of work, you know, obviously. That makes sense as someone with a business. But then you as an individual have to, like, stand up for yourself. And that's why unions exist. And so that's why we support the SAG-AFTRA uh, WGA strikes right now. <laughs> uh, and shit like that. No, just don't, you know. I think it's just important to realize that most jobs, like, if you if you die... They're going to be just posting. They're going to be looking for your replacement immediately. They're probably not going to like, we're going to wait a couple months and then we're going to, it's not, you're not in the fucking Foo Fighters, okay? You're working a fucking office job uh, where your boss will fire you. Your boss would literally fire you for $30, like I already mentioned. So that's the case. So just remember that for all the 20s out there. Uh, not fully enjoying how quiet your joints are. I didn't even make it to 30 before my knees were cracking as I walked up the stairs on my necks. Back and jaw were making snap sounds. I think reacting to the top shelf or yawning. Those don't feel bad, though, and I don't really care, and they're not, like, a problem. I, I, do, I do have that problem. You know, like, snap, crack, you know? It's, just, it's like gases being released from your body. That's what it is. Or whatever. Apparently, like, fit. a lot of people think chiropractors are, like, fucking snake oil salesman. I'm like, I don't know. Some of it makes sense, you know? Uh, thinking they should fuck as many people as possible and that they're losers if they don't. Uh, I don't know. That is that is a weird thing because, like, some people are like, yeah, I, f- I feel like it's just, like, I feel like with women, we've somehow gotten to, like, a business standpoint where, like, success rate. What's your success rate? You know, it's like, like, some people just want to date one person and, you know, fuck one person. And some guys are like, I, you know, some guys put value in, like, how many women they fuck and, like, their ability to convince a woman to fuck them and shit like that. You know, weird, weird ass shit. Um, it's, you know, it's okay. You can, you can be a virgin. It's okay. You know, it's, it's whatever, whatever you are comfortable with in life. Um, staying with people because they're scared of being alone instead of working on themselves and want and what they want from their own lives. That is that is very that is very fucking true. Um I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm really jaded when it comes to dating now, but like at the same time it's just like uh don't be with someone just cuz you don't want to be alone. Like that's just going to ruin your life with the gay couple that we're seeing here on it. It's like crazy how people, you know, it's like, "Oh my god, uh this isn't working out even though you're just scared of being alone." Like Look, who who fucking like and like I said, early in the episode we're like, no one gives a shit about you. So it is what it is. Uh getting married before getting happy. Oh my god. People are like, You're 30 and you're not even married or serious with someone? I'm like, look, dude, I'm I don't wanna I'm not gonna be one of these fucking losers who like gets married. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably the problem of having too many Christian friends is like we can't have premarital sex, we have to get married right now. Like, we haven't, I know we haven't known each other even for a year yet. I need to fuck you. But we need to, I don't want to fuck you. So we have to get married to do that. I'm like, that's a big fucking commitment just to fuck someone. And I'm just going to say, you can fuck people without a lot of commitment. Just going to, just going to put those words out there uh, and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm glad, like, I'm at, I'm at a point where it's like some friends are on their second or maybe even third wives, you know, like that. You know, I'm like, well, you know, there's a reason why they keep, Having so many partners, you know, 
Like, maybe they need to fucking figure out their own... Maybe they need to talk to a therapist about their own goddamn problems. And that's the real answer. Uh, thinking that because they're over 18, they're an adult, at a minimum, their brains are still developing and their ability to drink, drive, and have sex does not make them a mature human. I mean, it's obviously true. Uh, I, I turned 18 because I have an August birthday. I turned 18 right before my senior year of, uh, high school. So it's like, I was a legal adult, like my entire senior year of high school. And it's like, we need your parents to sign this permission. So I'm like, I'm a legal adult. I should just be able to go, you know, and shit like that. Like, no, we still need your parents since you're a student. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, and finally, our last question. Uh, not enjoying your life, while it is important to be responsible and ambitious in your 20s, it is important to have fun and enjoy yourself. Your 20s are a time when you can explore the world, try new things, and discover yourself. You should not let fear, doubt, or pressure hold you back from pursuing your passions and happiness. I think this, but not just your 20s, your entire life. Because, I may sound nihilistic when I say this, but their life has no meaning. Uh... The meaning of life is what we decide to make out of it. And I think, for me, my meaning of life is let's just have some fucking fun, you know? Like, everything sucks. The world sucks. The world's always going to suck. But hey, we can have fun. And that's what's important. So that's cool and shit like that. And that's it. I guess we finished our, our list and everything like that. So I guess I have to say something. My best advice um, for anyone in their 20s, um, yeah, I guess I would say get it all out of your system, you know, whether it's partying or fucking or anything else, you know, I would say just get it all out of your system, you know, and then realize what's really important. I think uh, I would probably say something similar to the Mark Man Mark Manson. Yeah, it's Mark Manson. Uh, the solar not giving a fuck. Just realize what's important to you and what's not important to you. And if you can realize that from an early age, and especially if you already really understand discipline, I would also say learning discipline in your 20s is very good because if you can just learn how to be disciplined, I think uh, your life will be just like, just 10 times better and you know, Discipline sucks. I'll say that. Just being disciplined sucks ass. But, however, it's really good for you. Stay disciplined. Uh, take your antidepressants. If you're sad, see a doctor, see a therapist, and shit like that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the best advice I can give you. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered 
promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It's time for Oh No Our Table, the part of the podcast where I answer questions for you and see where it goes. All right, let's jump into it. Let's just jump into it. See what's going on here. Uh, I have been on seven dates with a 24-year-old woman, and she has tattooed my name. I feel a mixture of uncomfortable feelings and don't know what to do. We have been on seven dates. She has tattooed my name. I am scared. What do I do? I have been seeing a lady for about one month and three weeks now. That's weird you have the days counted. Uh, last night she told me she had a surprise. She came to my house. And as we were talking in my room, she pulled her dress up to her thigh, and there it was, my name and surname with a heart. 
I almost choked on my own saliva. She was so happy and excited to show me, and I am freaked out right now. We are not even official or anything. What would you do? I like her, but I do not know her enough. Uh, who in their right minds would do that? Okay, so you, my friends, are in a classic thing like I like to call a predicament. I want to make sure my hair looks good. Uh... Because you're like, you didn't see any red flags. All right, none of the red flags got to you. There, there were no red flags to this point. Seven, seven dates, one month, and how many fucking, th- one month and three weeks. You're almost on two months, dude. Let's be real. You could have just said two months, okay? Uh, and also, I'm going to also say this. Uh, I've only dated, I've been dating this chick for two months since you got a tattoo of my name. Is just as fine as one month. Uh, one month is a little bit more extreme, so you want us to understand the extreme details of the situation. But, you know, I get it. I get it. Um, hmm. That's the thing. How do you... Because that's, like, just an instant red flag. I also... I'm also not, like, a big fan of... This is a personal thing. Nothing to do with your relationship. We're talking about me here. Uh... I don't know. I don't like names as tattoo or words as tattoos. I don't know. I just like, I like artwork, you know, on tattoos. So that's just a me thing. Uh, that makes me uncomfortable, dude. Just let's all put ourselves in his shoes real quick. He is 25 years old. She is 24 years old. So in their 20s. Just, I don't know, dude. I'm thinking, trying to think about I'm trying to understand it from her point of view. Um, first of all, I'm going to I'm gonna ask you some questions. Just make sure. You said you're surprised by this. Have, what have you been saying to her? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to victim. Sh- we're going to victim shame, you know. Uh, we're going to do some victim blaming here in a second. I don't know who the victim is here, but we're going to do some victim blaming. Uh, but... Let's let's talk about you real quick. What do you think you did that would warrant her to say, I'm going to get a tattoo of your name and your surname on my body, even though we're just under two months? Like, that's a... That's the question I have. Like, I... The closest thing I'll get to someone's name tattooed on my body is if... A chick's kind of hot. She wears lipstick. You know, I'll get the lipstick tattoo. I've always wanted one of those. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a hoe, please message us because I would love to get that tattoo. Um, huh. So the thing is, you can't just break this off. Even there's gonna be no because when a heart breaks, though it don't break even, even no. We're on, it's almost fall and winter, guys. We can listen to. The script again. I don't know. I only listen. They're only like they're only sound good in the winter, you know. Um, huh. What would I do for you though? That's like the question. Well, I think the best thing is because if she's crazy enough to get a tattoo of your name on with barely two months of dating. There's gonna be a lot of more problems. Like I said. This is not going to work out, probably. I'm just going to let you know, I don't think this relationship is going to work out under my expertise. 
I think the best thing you could try and do is get her to break up with you. That'd be my best advice because, or you just cheat on her, you know, like that'll, I mean, you'll die, but yeah, that's the easiest way out of the situation. Just die, you know, just, just kill your, no, kill yourself. Let her kill you, dude. I don't think I'm going to answer that. I don't think there's any good answer to this question other than like, you need to get out of this relationship. However, the steps to get there are going to be a little complicated. That's going to be the best advice I can give you. Um, it'd be easier if you can get her to break up with you, but I don't know. I've never tattooed someone's name on my body and then be like, you know, I'm not interested in them anymore. So you're on your own, kid. Uh, how do I apologize to my friends with benefit for falling sick at his garden after being drunk? Uh, good question. What's going on here? I went on multiple dates with a guy for about two months. We had a good connection and I invited him out to a party with my friends. Unfortunately, I got extremely drunk and almost passed out due to mixing different alcohols. I apologized to him and took responsibility for my actions. During the car ride, he mentioned getting the Instagram of another girl at the bar, which I found disrespectful considering I introduced him to my friends because he meant something to me. Later, he got me food, but forgot I was vegetarian and the smell made me nauseous. I ended up throwing up in his garden. Feeling guilty about it, he was initially understanding, but when I explained it was due to the alcohol, he got offended and asked me to leave. Immediately, he said he never wanted to see or hear from me again, and he blocked me on all platforms. I feel guilty for not being able to apologize. Am I a bad person? Um, are you a bad person? No, you were drunk. And I think the answer is, uh, you got so drunk, uh, you ruined a relationship. But you're not even really much of a relationship. He blocked you? He blocked you? Is someone here? He blocked you? I mean, I understand. I understand not thinking this would work out. But you're only friends with benefits. Like, I don't know, as a guy, I'm just like, I want to keep all my friends with benefits open, you know? And anyone you have, I just want to keep that open. I wouldn't block a bitch, you know? I'm just going to be like, that was crazy. I can't believe you did that. I'm busy, you know? That's what I would do. Um... How do you apologize if he blocked you, though? I think that's the, that's the problem is you you were drunk. Well, we've all had those nights, though, right? If you haven't had one of these nights, you're either a liar or a loser. So decide decide which one you'd rather be. Um, but, yeah, um, I would say advice given here, I would say uh, don't expect things to become anything else. Obviously, uh, the, you should apologize. I think apologizing would be a good thing. However, don't force it. When you apologize is going to be when you accidentally run into him somewhere. It's going to be the time that you apologize to him. Uh, other than that, I don't think you need to be apologizing to him at all. You know, that's, uh, Other than that, yeah, just uh, take the L and move on. That's going to be my best advice. But if you run into him... Apologize, just say you're sorry, and maybe that could restart something, but if he's the type of guy who sees a drunk bitch and is like, I don't want to talk to her anymore, uh, man, I don't want to talk to her anymore, she's, she's weird when she's drunk, I'm like, I don't know, man, uh, fuck you.
what things are seen as weird by the younger generation that we need to normalize again? Okay. I have a couple examples, but I think I have two big ones. Uh, I'm the, one of my biggest things, and I this is just a big pet peeve of mine. Uh, people who like don't follow through with plans or are just like very flaky and like you just can't count on them for anything. Like those types of people, and and I think it, it ha- it's all started when. Really, I mean, like, I can't say younger people are the problem because I think it was my generation were the ones that started it, where it's just like, if you don't want to do something, instead of saying, like, sorry, I won't be able to make it, some people, and I consider these people, I don't care how nice you are, you're a fucking asshole if you do this. You say you're going to go to something or plan to make or, like, arrange plans with someone, you know, even though you don't want to do it, you arrange plans, and then the last minute... You decide to cancel. I know there's people who do enjoy cancel plans. Sometimes I love it uh, when it's something I'm not looking forward to. But, like, when it's just a constant thing of, like, hey, man, you want to hang out this weekend or whatever? Like, let's make plans or whatever. And then you're ready to make plans. Like, hey, you still good? You ready to go? And then they're like, oh, man, I don't – I sorry, I can't make it. Or they just ghost you all together. Like, I can't stand people like that. I can't stand flaky people. I just, you know – and uh, dating, you will find a lot of those. And I know it's a lot of girls saying they're just not interested in you. And I understand that. You know, you don't have to. T- we don't have to talk about my problems. We're talking about your problems. But like at the same time, doesn't that does that not annoy other people when someone just like when you especially you know I understand when it's like something you don't want to go go to and then someone cancels it and you're just like oh it's so great. But when it's like something you're really looking forward to and especially with someone else or like, you know, you're really excited to like hang out with them and stuff like that. And then just like an hour before they're just like, sorry, I don't want to do it. And you, and sometimes you can tell when people are going to do that. And it's just like people who are just flaky. I, I just hate people like that. And I'm just like, when I give people like two or three chances on stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, just being growing and trying to be a better person. Like I've had to realize like, after the second time, like, just cut them off. They're no longer your friend. Like, you know, just blacklist them from your life or whatever you want to call it because uh, they're obviously just, you know, a terrible human being. And uh, you don't really want that kind of person. Like, you know, you you should surround yourself with good people. And a flaky person is just not someone you should keep around in your life. And especially someone, I, I you know. And when someone's, like, your friend and say they want to be your friend and they purposely just ignore you, like, fuck them. Like, dude. Like, if you're trying to be a good friend, like, hey, let's hang out, and then just nothing, silence. I'm like, I know they see it. Like, when you're around them, they're on their phone constantly. No, these are just pet peeves of mine. Uh, I think the second one I would say I have is uh, it'd be cool if people stopped, like, viewing concerts through their phone, like, when they're at them, you know? Like, I just see, like, concerts, and it's just, like, people's phones up, just, like, in the air recording the whole thing, like, I don't know, like, I'll sometimes like to watch things on, like, shitty iPhone recordings, but uh, some people, God forbid, an Android, but, uh, I'm like, enjoy the fuck. you paid money to this concert, enjoy it, enjoy the concert, don't be on your fucking phone during the concert, just enjoy it, get your pictures, maybe get a video, a video or two, and then just get off your phone, enjoy the concert, I wish, that's the one thing I miss about pre-cell phone days, just, like, fucking concerts weren't, like, you just didn't see everyone, everyone's watching you through their phone camera lens and shit like that. So, 
those are two things I don't like, but uh, let's move on. How unethical is it to have sex with someone in a monogamous relationship? A girl I used to see casually is inviting me to come over tonight. We stopped seeing each other after she got a boyfriend, so I was a bit surprised. But I actually really miss her and want to hang out with her again, even as friends. Although I'd prefer to continue a sexual relationship with her, I asked her, her uh, asked how her boyfriend is doing, expecting... A, we broke up, but she just said he's out of town for the weekend. Uh, she hasn't explicitly said she wants uh, wants to have sex with me, but that was sort of our whole thing, and she's definitely flirting with me. I think she's. I think she thinks it doesn't matter to me because I'm polyamorous myself and have a girlfriend I live with, but I still take monogamous relationships seriously and think cheating is horrible. But then again, I really miss this girl, and it's not like I would be the one cheating, but do I have but do I hold some accountability here? I've never met the boyfriend and know virtually nothing about him, but get the sense they don't have the best relationship in the world since I would never wish ill will on him or want to make him feel less than. I feel guilty even thinking about it, but really, how unethical is it on my part? I mean, first of all, you know, I saw the title, and I'm like, okay, this is a good philosophical question for the masses, for the world, and that's probably why I picked it, then I didn't read the other thing, and you're like, I'm polyamorous myself and have a girlfriend I live with. I'm like, all right, so... And I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't, met, I haven't seen a lot of good-looking uh, poly people. I, I saw a fucking tweet. It was my favorite. It was my favorite fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, you're 17 polyamorous? Have you even tried being normal yet? My favorite thing I've ever seen. Um, so you're polyamorous. You're already a bad person yourself. And people are like, there's going to be good people who are polyamorous. I'm like, no. No, there's something, <coughs> I don't know. It's something about, like, I want to have... There's something about, you know... I do think there is something about, like... Hey, wanting to fuck multiple people. I think, like... this, But this is, just like, a sexual thing. Like, wanting to have sex with multiple people. But then we think about relationships and, like, building your community, building your family and shit like that. And then when you get to that point, it's just, like... This dude just wants permission to cheat, you know? And I know a lot of people are, like, critic. very, cr I get a lot of comments on the poly people uh, about how, you know, I'm not like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, and a lot of you aren't good looking. You're kind of fat and ugly, too, which which is very odd, too. It's just a lot of body sweat with your orgies. Uh, so, yeah, like, your own morals are already in question for me. Uh, you're already a bad person. Just have sex with her, dude. Like, you're already, like, you have a girlfriend and you're, like, trying to, f you're just, like, going out specifically just to try to fuck chicks, you know, like, not even, like, because I think the idea, the real idea is, like, polyamorous is you have relationships with multiple people. You don't just fuck a lot of people. If you fuck a lot of people, you're just a hoe. That's what that is. Um, so you're already a bad person, uh, but let's pretend you're a good person for a second. Let's pretend, like, you're a good person and you're, like, hey, this chick wants to meet up and hang, hang out, if you know what I'm saying, but she has a boyfriend, and she's had her boyfriends out of town, so she's intending to cheat on her boyfriend. Uh, the that's that's the question. So, realistically, like, it's say if you came into the situation where you didn't know she had a boyfriend, and you're fucking like, you know, you could just say, "Sorry, I didn't know," you know, and shit like that. But you know, and you kind of have to have 
you know, I don't know. And then, and at that point, then the penis starts thinking for you, and then, like, you just decide to fuck her anyways, you know? Um, yeah, I'd say, I mean, she's technically the bad one, but you're not helping. You're already a bad person anyway, so, uh, all I have to say is, uh, keep leaving, living your, sh- your shitty lifestyle, I guess, you know? Um... All right, uh, my boyfriend put a tracking device in my car. Please help. Don't really know what to think right now. I got the AirTag notification and sent to him, worried, thinking one of my exes left it in there. And he said over text he put it there because he gets worried when I'm gone all day. His last ex of one year cheated on him, so I try to be understanding, but it's been multiple times where I have to practically move where I've been at, who I'm talking to, showing text messages, etc. I've been cheated on before too, so I know what it's know what kind of spot that can put you in, but I just don't know what to think right now or how to open up the conversation when he comes back. Okay. So yeah, clearly. Uh yeah, I think I think morally, I think we can all agree that if he feels the need to put an air tag or any sort of tracking device in your car, he has trust issues with you. And the the question is, you know, I understand guys get worried someone's going to cheat on them, but I think you need to take it person by person. Like this chick is like I have no reason to believe that she would cheat on me unless you know she's cheated on past boyfriends. Uh, and so you should still have trust with her and stuff like that with the with the air tag thing. So it is kind of fucked up. For you, the lady in the situation, what I'll say is this. Leave it there, just leave it there, you know. If you don't if you're not gonna cheat, you know, you have nothing to worry. It's just like that, you know. But it is weird he is tracking your location, you know. Uh, so worst case scenario, or what you can do, and obviously you got you both have iPhones. Like I don't know, those are those are easy because it's just like if you're if you're scared or whatever, and if you get yourself on a family plan, you can like track people's locations. It's not hard at all uh, to do. But he's putting going the extra steps, tracking your car. So I think it's I think it's interesting to say if you can find the AirTag, uh, and you're gonna go somewhere he, you don't want him to know about, uh. Leave your air tag with the place your al you know the alibi you have you know not that hard. Um, now I'm gonna come. I'm gonna talk to the guy. So, uh, please, what should you do about the tracking device? Have a conversation with him about it, discuss it, and um, figure out a solution that's good for both of you. There. I'm gonna talk to your boyfriend for a second now. Now I'm 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 what you would say. I'm somewhat of an expert in the fields of if I need to track someone down, I could. I made a joke with Josh Casey, author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites, uh, that I made a joke that he would go missing, and then his wife and family would do go a whole week with him being missing, like trying to find it out. And then oh, after, like a week later, then I find out he's missing. And I'm like, oh, let me look for him. And then 10 minutes later, I find him, you know? That's a joke. I'm really good at finding people I can find Videos on the internet you can't find. I am just very good. I am very good at finding shit. I can find people too. If I I could easily be a PI or a, a private like private investigator or just like hunt people down. Cause I am just or work on catfish. You know I'm 
I'm that good at that. And the question you have is, uh, you were very sloppy. So um, the air tag was very sloppy. So obviously a notification went to her phone and that made her scared and that next boyfriend did it. And then you had to admit that you were doing it so she wouldn't freak out. Um, my brother, if she has an iPhone too, try to get, you know, the trick is get her phone, go to your contact information, set it up where, you know, you see read receipts and then you like the location is, she won't notice that you turn that on, you know, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we're going to track other things too. Yeah. You're just, you just did a very sloppy job at trying to uh, track someone and uh, you played yourself. So you deserve that. But yeah, you got to be more sneaky. And now she knows. So now she's skeptical that you're watching her and following her and stuff like that. The thing is with like, if you're going to follow or stalk someone, uh, why I know this is not good. Um, the moment someone finds out you're stalking them, it's over. Like you can't stalk them anymore. So, you know, I, I, I tell friends with kids, you know, wherever, like, yeah, uh, see what your kids are doing online, but don't bring up every dumb fucking thing they do, you know, just wait, like, if you're gonna admit that you're gonna be seeing what they're doing, you have to wait for a moment that is pure danger, uh, for your kids, because you only get one chance to even save their life after that, because after that, they know you're just following them online, and they're gonna be skeptical about that, and so, you know, when you find out a flaw in something, you try to search for the solution, so that's the bad plan, so he needs to do better, uh, maybe you both should probably just share your locations, uh, with each other on your fucking iPhones, you know, be adults, you know, if you're worried, you know, because, you know, if you're not the kind of person that cheats on people, aka you're not a piece of shit, uh, you know, if someone's like, share your location with me, I'm like, all right, and you just share them and prove your alibi or whatever, you know, it's easy, it's not that hard. Is it possible to not get pregnant without protection if you plan sex? I heard there is that there is a possibility to have sex without protection and for the women to not conceive something about doing it at a particular time of a woman's cycle. Okay, so uh, I'm not a woman ex I'm not an expert on the biology of women. Uh, so I can tell you what you're probably looking at is uh, I guess not fucking a woman raw while they're ovulating, I guess, I guess is what you're trying to say, uh, that some guys just, like, don't fuck raw when they're ovulating, because even, like, because, like I said, it takes, only takes one swimmer, one little swimmer to get pregnant, it only takes, it only takes one, so, uh, you know, that's, like, the thing to think about, it. you're, like, so you just gotta hope of the thousands, I don't know how many sperm everyone has, everyone has a different number, or like, it just takes one, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, just, you know, you're like, oh yeah, we have, uh, every time I ejaculate, 10,000 little swimmers come out. I don't know if that's the right number. Uh, but only one of them has to get to the egg. And you're like, say you're like, say you're playing a game where you have 10,000 people and you have to make sure these people can't cross the finish line, but it's one person. Like, you think you're going to be able to do that? So, yeah, that's the case. So, I guess what someone's thinking is don't do it while they're ovulating. Now, I'm, like I said, I'm not an expert on this, but I do believe uh, you can get pregnant anytime. Like, it doesn't take anything. Because a lot of people think, like, oh, she's on her period. She can't get pregnant. I'm like, yeah, I think she can. I think I read somewhere that she can. 
Uh, a big one that people know about where if a woman's breastfeeding, uh, people were like, well, you can't get pregnant if you're breastfeeding because your body's like, I just had a baby. I can't make another one. Uh, that's very wrong. I, I've learned that uh, it makes this twi- makes it twice as luck- uh, likely. So whenever you see two siblings that are just like barely a year apart, you know, uh, like they're barely under two years apart, you know, like they, they're just barely apart. Uh, because their parents are like, let's not use a condom because you're breastfeeding. And they're like, whoops, t- twice as likely to get pregnant. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, like I said, it takes one swimmer. So uh, the answer is uh, unless unless you're okay with preg- uh, like the possibility of pregnancy, which apparently more people are than I expected. And you're just like, oh, you came at me raw. Should I get a plan B? Now, nah, if I get pregnant, I get pregnant. <laughs> you know, I guess women like that. Uh, child support. Um, anyways, though, just, just wear protection. I don't know, find a cool chick who has an IUD, you know, or a, a scarecrow for cum, you know, that's all it is. And we can get to our last question about damn time. Uh, why should I say, what should I say to the street preacher who won't leave me alone? He does his thing outside where I work, and he keeps trying to tell me about Jesus and stuff. I don't want to hurt his feelings, because he is a nice man, but I want him to stop. So far, I get away by saying I'm busy with work, which is usually true anyways, but that clearly isn't painting the picture I want to. Okay, so I don't know what religion you're talking about, but every religion, especially every little Christian sect, has a way. There is a there is a way to get them to not talk to you. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses are a good one. I think this works with Mormons too, but I'm not entirely sure. But Jehovah's Witnesses, they do a thing like where if like you're not following their rules, then you uh, then you're basically you become an apostate where you're no longer welcome at the church. And it's I mean it's a really bad thing because a lot of times like children become apostates by the church. They have to have meetings, and it's, like, ordered upon them, and then the parents basically have to... And it's, like, they can't kick them out legally, but basically if they could, the parents would. And it's, like, it's just... It's a horrible thing. Uh, so if you have Jehovah's Witnesses coming to your door or whatever, you can tell them, like, oh, I'm an apostate. And the thing with Jehovah's Witnesses is if you're an apostate, uh, they have to, like... It's almost like they're, like, the other end of a magnet. They're just, like, trying to stay away from you. So it's really fun. I think I don't know if Mormons have the same thing. Uh, most thing places you can say you were excommunicated. Um, other times though, like you you don't want to be. I don't know if it's like a parents friendly. You don't want to be a dick, but you know, at some point you're not gonna be in a good mood. You're not gonna be in the mood to hear that shit. And like, hey dude, you want to shut the fuck up and uh, realize it? You know, you know, maybe put some common sense into them, like you know, and shit like that. Be talking to them, but honestly. Uh, I think the best thing I would say is, like, I just ignore, just ignore these people, because it's kind of like getting made fun of in high school and middle school, it's like, if you, if you show people that that bothers you, it's only gonna make them want to do it more, like, like I said, it's, we're 2009, how far are we from 2009, 14 years from, you know, Bird Memorial Day, uh, where, we made a joke about a guy killing a bird, even though he actually didn't kill the bird. That's the best part. But we always make jokes about him, and he can't take the joke and always reacts badly about it. And so, like, we just keep... It's 14 years later, we just keep bringing that shit up. Uh, so, like, that. So you gotta let... You know, it doesn't bother you. Uh, 
and stuff like that too. So, uh, you don't want to be a dick. Uh, maybe tell them you're not interested. And the thing is, I think you had to realize as someone who was probably in their cult, uh, that, uh, their whole idea is like, they have to, uh, bring you to heaven. So they're going to try to minister to you. Just, I think a good no contact thing or just less contact in general, uh, will probably be the answer to that. And, uh, also, if you make them feel uncomfortable, they'll ignore you, which I think is probably a better option for you. Do that advice, and you will be set. You know. With all that being th- said, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as The Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. My new song, Dry Spell, spelled with a three. Sound now wherever you stream music. That Make sure you go checking that out. Uh, social media at the Shweezy. Uh, we got a uh, cash app page. We've got a PayPal page if you want to support the show. The best way you know how, um, we got free shit you can do if you're listening. Make sure you check out our YouTube. Share the highlights. Let's check out the episodes there. You can just throw my face up on your TV. It's really cool. Uh, but make sure you leave a review. Give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. Honk if you love butt drugs. Stay awesome. I've been going through a dry spell, not spending my time well, I overthink. I wanna go back to better nights, kissing girls who look nice under the sheets. I got no motivation, I've been self-medicating, I don't know how to get better. Guess it's now.
Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.